Good afternoon, Sharks fans. The Sharks fall to the New Jersey Devils 2-1 to one this afternoon. Grab a sandwich, grab a Coke, and let's get to some hockey talk after this. But first, if you want to be a part of the show and follow along with us, check us out across all of the social media platforms, that being the YouTube chat, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, the shenanigans that go on in the Discord, TikTok, find everything else and more at tealtownusa.com. Support the show with a Venmo donation at tealtownusa, or super chat donations are always great too, or just follow along, like, subscribe, and hit the bell. I am joined by Miss Dana May. How are you doing this afternoon, Dana? Mrs. But oh, yes, Mrs. I'm good. <laughs> it's okay. It's getting, I'm still getting used to it as well. Um, I'm okay getting my booster after this. So um, yeah, the sharks look like they all got their booster this morning. Yeah, I was about to say, what's <laughs> probably, probably more action with your booster shot than we got from uh, this afternoon's oh, game. Um, but yeah, kind of, kind of a weird start time, 10 AM, uh, early on the West coast. Uh, if you know, you're lucky enough to be catching them from the East or, or a little bit uh, out of the uh, Pacific time zone, then I think it was a little bit better. Yeah. Central in my case, but I still managed to sleep through most of the first period and then I had to go back and watch all of it. <laughs> well, you didn't really miss much. So, uh, you know, no time zone is, um, is free from from the weekend uh, sluggishness. Yeah. Well, the Sharks would start off with a sluggish uh, first period as well, uh, coming out with just six shots on goal in that first uh, frame with New Jersey's 10 shots. I mean, the one person that did start on time was Kapo Kakanen, really, really impressed with his lateral movement early on in that first period, taking away some really, really good chances. Uh, New Jersey just looked like they were ready to come for the puck drop and uh, the Sharks kind of waited their way in. Uh, although one of the forwards who I had picked out as, as having a really, really tough time and ended up getting scratched last game, Kevin LeBanc came out with some really good um, fire and some shuffle in his feet tonight. Felt that he was uh, picking his spots, uh, playing a lot more with uh, defensive responsibility and, um, you know, really saw what I needed to see from him uh, in order to continue uh, getting ice time. Uh, Dana, what would you think on LeBanc's game this afternoon? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's something I've, I have my post-it, spoiler alert. Uh, the tagline I wrote was Long Island born, Staten Island raised, Madison Square Garden scratched. Um, he, it's no mystery, um, why, you know, he was extra motivated in this game. It definitely showed. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, maybe any relatives who were supposed to go to the Rangers or Islanders game, um, ended up coming to this game. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I was happy with him. Um, he, he was doing what we got him to do. Um, some good passes, some, you know, a goal in this case. Um, so, I mean, that's good to see. Uh, with LeBanc, it's 
you know, my, my standard of what I expect is always going to be kind of high because of what he was supposed to be and what, you know, we've all for so long hoped he, he could be. And at this point, it's like, okay, if LeBanc can just be a regular in the lineup, just like be a guy who an NHL level player, um, you know, I'll take it. Um, and I think he, he gave us uh, plenty of that and more. So um, I, I do hope this is going to be uh, a turning point. Hopefully. I, I agree. I think, you know, when you get that scratch, especially amongst your family and friends, it's, it's really um, uh, kind of an ego bruise, you know, and, and kind of showing like, Hey, there are more players that are ready to take your spot if you're not going to be, um, you know, contributing night in and night out. So, again, good to see uh, LeBanc really take that message to heart um, and, and throwing pucks uh, on the net. I mean, you know, we looked at, at when he got scratched, he had had four games played and he was already a minus three with no points. And, you know, people have been, you know, kind of talking and dissecting his game. The underlying analytics with the Corsi 4 and the possession numbers say that he was, um, you know, doing what he was supposed to be doing. But I was looking at shots on net and I was looking at more along the lines of his defensive play in his own zone, which left a lot to be desired. And again, you just saw him tonight shoot the puck more um spend less time holding it and more time distributing it so again being much more concise with uh with his efforts with the puck this afternoon and that's going to be the key to his game that's going to be the key to getting him to unlock um you know more points and and really contributing on that line and and adding to a line instead of being a, a net detractor from a line However, we do need to talk a little bit about the Sharks uh, getting into some penalty trouble in that first period. 1341, Matt Nieto takes a hooking call against Andre Palat. Uh, the Sharks would end up killing off that penalty, but then took another penalty late in the first period with 1914 left in the first. Tomas Hurdle took the hooking call against Ryan Graves. Uh, they were able to uh, get them, uh, continued the the nothing nothing score after that first period and in going into the second period uh, the the jersey devils um were not able to cash in on that uh on that second power play but again we're, we're starting to see maybe some penalty trouble creep in with this team dana i mean is it is it uh lack of skating or or is it more um uh, stick placement what, what are you seeing from the guys um i i mean avoiding penalties is a skill and um there's there's just kind of a lack of skill on this roster in, in many ways i don't think it's even been i mean i've had a bone to pick with benning but it's been a lot of guys they're just kind of slow again you know it's all these things build up and avoiding penalties is a skill and they're just not having it right now um yeah yeah well i mean the sharks would again kill that off and get to about the middle part of the frame and then we started getting the scoring uh yegor saragovich uh with his first uh of the year uh unassisted coming in at 1321 and here we've got a giveaway that leads to 
a, a goal. And I mean, honestly, on, on this one, you've got to get that puck out of the boards in that in that left hand corner and got to chip it into the neutral zone at least because Kapokokkanen was just left hanging out to dry on that play. Um, if I'm looking at it, that was Vlasic who went to the corner and just could not get the puck, um, you know, out to the neutral zone. You had Hurdle also kind of uh, backtracking a little bit, but again, not backtracking enough. And um, one thing that was kind of interesting that Randy and Drew brought up on the broadcast this, this afternoon was the fact that that line looked slow and that it needed to continue um, higher pace of play in order for them to to really have a shot at, at winning this. What did you see from the hurdle line, Dana, that just wasn't working tonight? Who was on hurdles line again this game? Uh, Timo <laughs> should Bar- answer your question. Uh, Timo and Barabanov. It is not enough. They just, again, like our, our lower lines have been providing whatever like scraps we've been getting. Um, that, yeah, that goal was just kind of painful to watch because you know, Vlasic and Vlasic, he's, um, he's, he's been doing a little better that, I mean, our expectations have been quite low, unfortunately. Um, but I think, you know, with Carlson out there, he's going to do his thing where he just, the moment the sharks probably have the puck, he's like, okay, cool. Down to the ozone. Um, and so there's no one left. And so then when Sharon Govich gets the puck, it's open season. Um, yeah. So yeah, and Kokkinen had no chance. Um, he wasn't he wasn't expecting the um, the the Devils to get possession because Sharks won the faceoff. Right, and the Sharks should have had it out out into that neutral that zone. That was embarrassing. <laughs> but again, just couldn't just couldn't get the puck out there, and and you start to see the second period uh, troubles creeping in again. Oh God, funeral time for the Sharks. Perfect PK. <laughs> yeah we made so, it seven games yeah which is uh, uh, unfortunately the sharks uh, pk finally breaks it had been bending for the last uh, few games but not breaking but uh dawson mercer with his second goal on the season he sure and brett with the assists uh 15 in the second period on the power play and for the most part of that penalty kill i thought that the sharks were in great position but it was just the final uh, that final sequence where you had the puck go down low behind the net, Mercer just creeps into the slot with nobody plastering him, nobody giving him any kind of, of frustration, and, and he had the slot all to himself. And just a breakdown on the penalty kill, and unfortunately uh, the Sharks um, would would be a net minus one in that second period again. Uh, because of a mental lapse and I mean the PK has been doing great work this season Dana but uh, I mean where where was the net front presence I I just that one to me was just like where you had two guys literally right next to him you know two white sweaters and and Mercer just split the middle and just again point blank on Kapokokkanen and nothing he could do there yeah, no, I guess it, it's hard. I, you know, I want to fault the Sharks, but at the same time, it was, it was very chaotic, kind of literally everybody, all 10 people all on the net. So, you know, if, if the Sharks aren't, um, 
<laughs> I, I would say like if they're not blocking one spot, it's understandable, but it's like the number one spot you need to block is the slot just right in front of the goalie. Um, and, uh, you know, Mercer scored on his own rebound. Cox stopped it initially. Um, so, yeah, but just no one was there and, and he was <laughs> within spinning distance of Kakanen and, uh, and went in. Um so yeah, I I don't know. I maybe I don't fault the Sharks on that one as as much as some people might because um the the Devils just seemed really determined and uh um Mercer was in the right spot at the right time. So that that's my take. Maybe I have an unpopular opinion on that one. No, I mean I think I, I you know, I think that there was some confusion there and when he did get that puck behind the goal that um the, the guys did spread out a little bit. And I think, you know, again, they kind of probably figured that the, the puck wasn't going to kick out directly to the slot. Um, but I, I just wish they would have had a little bit, maybe more coverage on, on Mercer there. I don't, I don't like letting guys just sit right in front of the net and let take um, point blank pot shots on your goalie, but it is what it is. Uh, the sharks, however, would, come back and and score a goal uh, off of a, a face-off play with Kevin LeBanc um, rushing down the ice uh, with Nico Sturm on a two-on-one. Kevin LeBanc would shoot a beautiful shot and uh, get one across um, Mackenzie Blackwood. So, uh, you know, the, the Sharks would end up getting that, that uh, one of those goals back from the second period. Uh, LeBanc with Harrington and Limbaugh getting the assist there. And again, this is just what I'm seeing from from Kevin LeBanc as ju- was just a uh, less of a uh, of a hold it mentality and more of a shoot first and ask, ask questions later type of mentality, and that seemed to be working for him tonight. And and again, good on him for coming back after getting scratched um, and, and providing a lot of effort. And and this is how he's going to be. Um, you know, successful in this league. And, and this is how he's going to continue to, to gain more trust in the coaching staff and stuff is when he's able to um, make those quick, uh, decisive actions, whether it be a quick first pass uh, or, or a quick shot on net, um, but just be decisive with what you're doing and, and, and thinking less and, and doing more. <laughs> um but the the sharks would still end up with a with a net negative on the uh, differential in that second period. They'd have a minus one uh, today for their second period differential, and again, more more of the same issues that we're seeing um, in that second period just creeping up and creeping up. Um, so the sharks are going to have to clean that up uh, if they're going to want to uh, win some more games. Uh, going into that third period, though, uh, the ice would be tilted slightly towards the sharks end especially in the later uh the later 10 minutes the last half 10 minutes of that uh, third period um the shots would end up being eight to six in favor of the sharks in that third period dana i mean they did everything but score uh going in that third i mean what were you happy with the response after the second period uh, in that third yeah, no, they really threw everything but the kitchen. Is it is the phrase "threw everything in the kitchen sink" or "threw everything but the kitchen sink"? I don't know. It, when Carlson had a post in like the last 
like minute or two or whatever that was just like oh my god no because you know that's that's his element those highlight real goals where it's like the puck goes through like 16 people and their grandma and you're like how did it get through he just has this like eagle-eyed vision and that that would have been beautiful um so i am mourning both the end of the sharks uh perfect pk and also the fact that that didn't end up being a goal but you know that the effort was there it's it's unfortunate that that effort only came um in the 11th hour uh as far as as a team i think um i could see timo put you know that was it was kind of the only time of the game where i noticed timo um because I could see him hustling a little more. Um, and, and it felt, it really, it really felt like something was going to go in and it, and it just didn't. Um, all I can say is I don't know if the devil's fans are going to be chanting fire rough, uh, or fire Lindy <laughs> on, uh, after, after this game. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know how much of their victory was him being like an amazing coach or whatever, but the devils did win and they are, I would say only a few steps above the Sharks. Some people were really high on them going into this season. I'm like, really? Um, what exactly have they done to, yeah, I don't know, make, make take themselves to, you know, to the next level to be in playoff contention? Um, and yeah, it's just, it, it was not to be. Um, it's, it's not the loss of the, you know, the Sharks loss I'm most mad about. Um, unfortunately they refuse to let me have a win to talk about on an after dark. Um, hopefully at some point this season, it's okay. They can go. I hope we, uh, you know, the, the tankers in the chat can accept, uh, a two eighty and O season. Um, just for me, please just give me one win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, the sharks will get their last crack at, uh, trying to get an away win tomorrow, uh, tomorrow evening against the flyers um tonight's or this afternoon's action ended up with uh 22 shots on net for the sharks with 36 for the new jersey devils the sharks would have two power plays the second of which came in that third period at 1541 you know they had the the extra skater uh, on the ice with the goaltender pulled and and like we had referenced just could not will that extra goal in um, and, and couldn't tie it up uh, but again you know I think we're we're seeing good foundations um, being built I mean a two to one score says that um, you know your defensive positioning was was playing very well um, you know you had uh, a, a nice bounce back goal after you know, two consecutive goals have been scored against you. You come back with, with one of your own. So that's good for a little bit of resiliency. Um, the shot counter was a little high, uh, you know, in favor of New Jersey with, with the differential being about 14 shots in favor of New Jersey. Um, but, I, but again, I think that there were a lot of good things um, from this game that you could take away. Kapokakanen probably played his best game of the season. Um, ending up with a, let me go ahead and uh, update the graphic, but a 944 save percentage. Originally it had been a 946, but uh, NHL.com just updated it. So they credit him with 28 saves on 20, or excuse me, uh, 34 saves on 36 shots. Uh, good for 944. Um, taking a look at the ice time distributions on the defense, uh, Eric Carlson, 
with about 21 minutes, Redim Shimmick with about 16 minutes, Mark Edward Vlasic with 19 minutes, Mario Ferraro with about 24 minutes, Matt Benning 18 minutes, uh, Scott Harrington 15 minutes. Um, from that defense core, you know, you got, let's see here if my math is correct, six, seven, nine shots from the back end. So it was good to see that the puck was being funneled uh, a little bit from the, the back end. Um, Scott Harrington chipping in with an assist uh, from the blue line. So, again, I mean, not uh, uh, not the worst showing defensively. But still, you know, when you've got both Scott Harrington and Matt Benning out on the ice, uh, kind of scares me when either one of those two are on the ice. So, you know, again, you're going to be looking at at least, you know, 34, you know, 32 minutes worth of cringeworthy defensemen being out on the ice, Dana. Um, I mean, what do you see from, from those two in particular tonight that or this afternoon that kind of leaves a little bit to be desired i'm so sorry but i you cut out for a second for me can you remind me which two people oh, you're asking yeah about? scott harrington and matt benning the uh the nope. the two poster children for... i've never heard of those people in my life <laughs> <laughs> well there you go i mean um, uh, <laughs> um that answers your question um i bench benning I'm sorry, it's not it's not happening. I'm sure I don't know anything about him. Sure, he's a lovely dude, but um, I'm not in this fan club at this moment. Um, I was gonna say, don't you dare, you know, dump dunk on the Sharks' defense. Radim Shimek is uh, a <laughs> defense god. Um, at least last game. Uh, yeah, no, the Shark Sharks' defense is not it. Uh, we have two NHL level defensemen. Um, or I guess, uh, for Ferraro's such a such a can of worms right now. Um, he'll block shots. Um, okay, you gotta have someone do that. Um, yeah, those <laughs> those are my thoughts on the defense. Not not much. Um, and and again, Carlson's always gonna be that double edged sword where he'll go, he'll jump right into the offense, but that means that he's gonna leave the D zone completely unprotected, and you're gonna get stuff like what happened with Mercer. So, yeah, yeah, I think some of the inexperience definitely showed up uh, tonight. Uh, switching over to the forward side, uh, just running down quickly. Um, Luke Cunning tonight with almost 16 minutes. Uh, Logan Couture with 18. Hurdle with 18. LeBanc with 15. Um, Bear Bonoff with 17. Um, so we got some good, some good spreading out and some good distributions there um, on the forward side. So again, I think continue to have these good um, foundations I think continue to work and, and tune up that second period play because it's still that still leaves a lot to be desired um, but, but again you know you're trying to build baby steps here and uh, two to one uh, final you know isn't the the final that you would want as a Sharks fan um, but again you're holding the the other team to two goals and when you do that, most times... A two or fewer. Yeah, exactly. A two or fewer. When you do that, you give yourself a really good chance, um, you know, to win hockey games. Um, <laughs> Kevin Lacey, thank you for chiming in. Uh, now everyone knows why I was so against the Matt Benning signing on the UFA show. Uh, 
and then uh, coming back with uh, if the Sharks are playing properly as a team, though, when Carlson is jumping up, a forward should be jumping uh, back down to cover. And again, I think we had talked a little bit about that. It, it, it was Hurdle who had who had really kind of busted the assignment, um, you know, coming back in that first goal. Um, and then the second goal um, was, on, of course, on the power play. So, you know, you're, you're already behind the eight ball as it is. Um, again, it's just not enough scoring and not enough, um, you know, from the guys up front. You'd like to see a little bit more pressure and a little bit more sustained zone time um, from the forwards because right now it, it does seem like a lot of teams are honing in on that second period as the as the period to really p- press it to the Sharks. Um, and I think going forward, you're, you're going to continue to see teams try to, to um, exact, uh, you know, a scoring barrage in that second period because they know that the Sharks are vulnerable there. Um, Dana, I mean, what, what are your thoughts and, and how have you seen the second periods maybe a little bit different than than the rest of us have? Sorry, every, apparently every time you mention the second period, I have a sneezing fit. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's psychological. Um, this was not their worst second period, to be fair. Um, I mean, I'm, you know, uh, the, the one goal was in the second period, right? Two goals, so both goals, like, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, Sharks goal oh, as well. Yeah, the Sharks goal as well, oh, wasn't that? We got the, that's the meat in the sandwich of this game. Um, I don't know. I, cause it's like, I don't know how to discuss the second period issues because I cannot figure out what exactly the issue is. Um, there was nothing unique about the second period other than the long change. If, you know, depending on what barn you're in, right? Like, they like, I, that's how it works, right? Where it's like, if you're like, yeah, where they flip they they flip the ice uh, right. You you change sides on the ice, and you have the long change. Yeah. Right, in that second period, so. Yeah, so then clearly in the games where they have the long change in the first and third, those periods are still, well, it's not good, because it's the Sharks. <laughs> but um, yeah, but like I don't even know what to say because I just don't I don't even know, what is the issue? We're just cursed. But again, like it was not the Sharks worst period, worst second period ever. It wasn't our worst period, but, um, you know, but they got the LeBanc goal. And so I guess we can just hope that the second period issues regress to the mean and become just as bad as all the other periods, just slightly less bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, the Sharks would, uh, would fall to the New Jersey Devils two to one. Um, and the face-off percentage, 52% in favor of the Sharks, 48% in favor of the Devils. Sharks go 0 for 2 on the power play. Sharks go 1, or excuse me, Devils go 1 for 3. Uh, you've got 35 hits from the Sharks, 12 blocks and 7 giveaways. And the uh, Devils had 25 hits, 16 blocks and 10 giveaways uh, this afternoon. So, uh, again, um, it, it have if you just take this game in a microcosm and don't look at any of the other games that have been played, you'd say that the Sharks put in a good effort, um, you know, played defensively pretty well, um, but just couldn't get that offense. But if you take it on the whole, now this is this is continual uh, offensive troubles that this team has gotten, um, and and it needs to get some more scoring depth and, and it needs to get its big guys going as well. I mean, 
again, you've, you've got a hurdle, you've got a Meyer, you've got a Couture, you've got to have one of those guys with the way that this team is constituted. You've got to have one of those guys scoring at least, you know, once a game uh, in, in order for the, the secondary scoring to, to kind of help out and, and to chip in um, in more. And, and so, again, I'm, I'm just looking at these top guys and I'm kind of wondering what what's the issue? What's the power outage going on here? And, you know, is it a is it time to to maybe split up the the, the Meyer Barabanov um, uh, hurdle line and, and maybe add a player in like a like a Luke Cunning or or, um, you know, maybe maybe elevating a guy like a Kevin LeBanc and, and putting him with with bigger bodies. Um, I'm not sure what the answer is. Um, but I can tell you that what they're doing right now is just not gonna gonna win them games, um, you know, going forward. Uh, you know, especially if the the, pl- the star players are gonna play how they're playing um, so far. Yeah, and I mean, you know, when you think about it, like, uh, you know, we can bitch and moan about, um, you know, our our. Uh, I was going to say third and fourth line, second, third and fourth. I mean, you know, all the lines, not the first, not being elite talent, but they are the only ones contributing. And so screw it. Put LeBanc on the top line. Put put Cunnan and Sturm on the, you know, top line. Just try, try something. Mix it up because it's like, you know, the leaders on the team are supposed to be the ones holding other guys accountable and just like who is going to hold Couture accountable? Who's going to hold Meyer accountable? Who's going to hold Hurdle accountable? They're the ones who are supposed to be the leaders holding other players accountable. Um, and I just, I don't know what it is because Hurdle is not the kind of guy, you know, Hurdle in particular, not the kind of guy who um, who's like going to be half-assing it or, you know, he plays with his heart on his sleeve. And so I, I just don't even know what to say. Whereas like, you know, with Couture and Meyer, sometimes you can see them pull back a little bit. Um, you know, they're, they're very emotional players. I mean, so is Hurdle, but, um, I, I just, I I don't know, you know, I think just hopefully Quinn, um, even as a new coach has the guts to, um, to lay down the law and say, you guys are supposed to be our top contributors. There were, there have been games, most of the games I'd say where a goal or two from the top line would have put the sharks over the top. It's not like they've been blown out every single night. A goal, a, a goal would have tied up this game, and they could have potentially won it. Um, especially, think you know, I think our top three, you know, are uh, the three guys we'd be putting on in OT, un- unless you're Bob Bugner and one of those guys is Matt Nieto, is still going to be better than you know with the Devils. Um, and so I think if we had gotten to that OT, we would have had a really good chance at winning, but it just, it, it was not to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're just not. Yeah. If putting... I can kind of sidetrack, oh, I wanted yeah. to respond to Kevin's been dropping some zingers in the chat. Um, and you know, one thing he said about, uh, the devil's probably being better off for not signing Goodrow. I 100% agree. They don't need another Goodrow. They have like three or four Goodrows. Um, and unfortunately it looks like Gaudreau's presence in Columbus hasn't been, um, you know, like, <laughs> uh, completely like rocketed them to the top of the league. Uh, like some people might've thought, um, I kind of wonder even if Philly was better off for not signing Gaudreau. Cause it seems like 
John Tortorella is making a difference and just being like laying down the law. They, they, they have some decent pieces. So um, that's something Unsharks related that I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on. I, I don't think any of this is the fault of Goudreau. He's obviously a phenomenal player, but it is interesting to see what is he without uh, his line mates being in one of the, you know, top, top tier lines in the league last season. That line is is no is no more. And so now we see what the players are without one another. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so your Sharks uh, now uh, in the standings, if, if we, we take a look at the standings, are sitting at a .143 points percentage. That's good good enough for a 1-6 uh, start to your 2022-23 uh, season. The Sharks currently sit at the bottom of the league in the standings, uh, currently sporting the worst uh, differential in the league with a minus 11. Uh, just rough times for the Sharks and, and rough times uh, to be breaking them down, to be quite honest. However, like everybody is saying, you know, you do get the you do get the better odds uh, come draft time. But still, I, I'd like to see some better foundation, um, you know, and, and like to see a, a little bit more fight and a little bit more uh, effort at times. Um, you had. um Let's see who who coming out of this. I'm taking a look through the chat here. Uh, Butch coming out with uh, Simic showing more than Hurdle and Meyer since the start of the season, and and outside of the the couple of games in Prague, I, I have to agree. I mean, I think Shimek has been a pleasant surprise uh, on the blue line, kind of coming back to a little bit of his old form. Now, mind you, not as quick as as he was in his peak form, but again it it's good to see him start to bring the physical presence on the blue line um and and he has played uh, well uh, through these first seven games um and we got some more uh we've got some more comments patrick tyler just chiming in on um on cylinder and uh chinkoff uh bringing next steps um, Goudreau, you know, some more Goudreau comments on, on not, um, you know, gelling well in Columbus. I mean, I, I think like you, the, the New Jersey Devils probably did a solid by not, um, signing a Goudreau because of where they're at in their rebuild and, and, you know, more, uh, along the lines of having younger players and, and kind of almost starting to peak up, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of on the upswing now with, with New Jersey's rebuild, um, you know, adding a guy like Goudreau, I think maybe hurts that mix a little bit, you know, and it takes playing time away from a, from young guys who, who need to make the next steps um, like a like a Nico Heischer or, um, you know, a, a, a one of the, the Hughes brothers. So, again, I think the New Jersey Devils will be better um, and I think that they're on the rise, but um you know, I think it's it's probably maybe one or two seasons uh, too early to be talking about them, you know, really making a shot and, and, and really making noise in that Metro. So, uh, again, the the Sharks putting themselves behind the eight ball and they've got another Metro division showdown against the Phillies tomorrow. Um, what are you looking at for that game, Dana? And I mean, do you give the Sharks any um, any confidence factor in winning that game tomorrow? 
I do. I, I think I think there's a there's a chance. Um, I mean, I, I know I've been saying like I uh, was was not on the team of predicting uh, the you know Philly to be just absolute dumpster of the league. I think any team who has Tortorella is going to be whipped into shape at least somewhat. Um, I, I'd say I'd say fifty fifty on the next game. Um, you know the it's just. God damn, just do something about that second period. I don't know, you know, double the dose of smelling salts, slap each other in the face during first intermission. I don't know, something. Um, so really, that's what I'm going to be watching. But like I said, I'm getting my booster after this, so I might be a complete zombie and just sleep through the whole thing. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, AJ, for the uh, for the uh, comments coming in from the locker room. Quinn saying that both Hurdle and Meyer are healthy says that they're pressing when guys that are scorers don't get rewarded or get points, you become consumed with it. Yeah. I mean, I think that that that's definitely um, part of it. Um, Could the, you know, uh, quest for scoring be detracting from other parts of their game at, at this point? Do you think that they're, they're cheating maybe a little bit more for offense and and giving up, um, you know, some more uh, defensive, um, plays. I, I, I mean, again, with, with, with the guys, you, you really just don't know what they're, what they're thinking and what their mindset is. But to me, this seems like a, a frustrated group. It seems like, you know, a lot of things haven't been going right so far early in the season. Um, and again, I think maybe it's time to readjust some of those energies and, and get back to the basics and, instead of worrying about scoring so much, you know, just get back to basic positioning, get back to basic um, foundation and, and footwork and, and positioning up on the boards, um, good zone entries and zone exits, um, getting those small chips into the neutral zone, you know, when you've got, you know, two forwards kind of pressing in if you're a defenseman. I mean, these just just the little things. Let's start with the little things first. <laughs> and then the scoring will will kind of come and, and, and fix itself. Um, but again, you, you can't cheat. You know, you can't cheat for offense because you're going to it's going to end up in the back of your net. And, and we've been seeing it and seeing it and seeing it that these guys um, you know, are, are, are trying to press for goals, are trying to press for offense, and it, and it ends up just in the back of the net. Well, Dana, I'm going to hand the floor over to you with your post-it notes of the afternoon. Uh, let, let's hear what you got. I was just going to say, uh, we got some zingers. As far as uh, post-it counting, I actually can't remember if it was 10 we left off anyway i have five today i'll look at the numbers later and i'll let y'all know next game um do, 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 do. sharks pk r.i.p um <laughs> it just a lot of the things we kind of went over um I, I on the broadcast randy said after the labanko like oh i'm glad he shot the puck because he should be shooting the puck Absolutely. The Sharks are the number one culprits in the league of this like, oh, you know, oh, no, 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 I don't want to shoot it. You shoot it. Oh, no, no, no. You know, thank you for the pass, but I don't want to shoot it either. You take it, you know, hot potato with and it's like, you just shoot. If you just shoot, some of y'all might actually score a goal. So that's something they got to work. I mean, but it's like they've always been like that. Um, 
you know, which is one reason that the power play has been historically bad. I think if if they just take more chances, um, you know, like Carlson did during this game, it hit the post, but it was real close. And so I think if he had gotten one or two more shots like that, something would have gone in. Um, so, yeah, shoot. Um, when uh, Benino had a little scare, I said, bones is bones hurt. <laughs> Sad face. Um uh, yeah, Kakinen had a great game, but one thing was a little bit of a dumb giveaway um, from him to Hamilton, which luckily did not result in a goal. But uh, I was I was spooked for a second because uh, I was like, no, 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 do not end up on Steve's dang it. Don't do it. Um, you know, they love to put the goalies on blast for the dumb giveaways. Um, he didn't even come that far out of the net, if I uh, recall correctly. <laughs> but um, I remember one year... Uh, Steve had like, I don't know, like four or five uh, devils um, embarrassing errors every week. Um, Like that one game where they allowed three own goals somehow. (laughs) Oh, gosh, I love those. I look forward to those every Thursday. Yeah, I think. Anyway. It was not to be. Um, Luckily, that didn't end up being an issue. And obviously, otherwise, uh, Kokkinen had a very good game. Um... Do, do, do. Crawl up the post, yeah. That's, that's about it for now. Um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, if you haven't already, please like, subscribe, hit the bell so that you're notified after every Sharks game. Of course, we go live, whether it's uh, morning, noon, or evening. We're here uh, sporting and talking about our team after after wins or losses. <laughs> but uh, I think we have some some more things uh, to look forward to uh, this afternoon uh, if you haven't already go check out the Barracuda they're going to be a very very fun game you've got the Tech CU uh, opening tonight uh, you've got uh, Bordalo and Eki on the ice playing uh, playing some really really fun hockey um, and again check out the Baby Sharks you know because um, you know there are going to be some names that you're going to see there that are going to percolate up to the big club pretty soon um, sooner rather than later so yeah check it out uh, again we will be coming to you live after the philadelphia flyers game tomorrow that will be a pucknologist takeover so uh, instead of it being your your standard seven o'clock game they will go live after the game tomorrow so check out aj and uh and jerk uh, on that cast tomorrow Uh, Should be pretty awesome. And they will also break down the week that was in Sharks hockey. In case you missed it or you want to check us out again, check check out the YouTube replay. Subscribe, like, hit the bell. Always check us out across all the podcasting platforms, that being Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and Odyssey available on the Odyssey app now. That's very cool. Always checking us out at tealtownusa.com. Dana, what are your final thoughts and where the people can find you? Uh, stream Midnights by Taylor Swift. Uh, stream Carly Rae Jepsen's album as well, if you get a chance. Poor girl had to release her album on the same day. Um, as far as the Sharks, um, I, I, do, I do think they've, a decent chance of winning the next game. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not I'm kind of on team tank, but not really. I'm definitely I'm on team. Let the sharks be fun, bad. Um, 
you know, um, um, score some goals, put in the effort, and at least, you know, maybe if what we predict, you know, it's <laughs> they, like I, I don't know what Money Puck said, but they are absolutely under uh, 10% chances at the playoffs. I think it was like five. So, you know, whatever. Clearly that ship sailed. So, you know, we're, we're almost definitely already, you know, um, we have, sorry, let me phrase this. We have almost definitely earned ourselves a pretty good lottery spot. Um, so just ride it out. I just, I want to see the effort put in. I, uh, I want to see, uh, Quinn, um, you know, how hone into uh, being their coach. And I think, uh, the big first, uh, order of business for him right now is lay down, uh, you know, lay down the law with, um, with the top line because, you know, it's not enough and we know they have the capability. We know that it's not a matter of a lack of talent in that first line, you know, look at Meyer last season. He absolutely tore up the league and they still were a bad team at the end of the day. So yes, that is possible. Um, I want to have something to watch. And if, if the babies aren't going to be called up too much, so be it. But there are still players that I want to see succeed and have a good season um, and, and pull their weight. So yeah, great, yeah, it is what it is. great points. And, and I think I'll just chime in with, with adding, you know, fundamental, good fundamental hockey, um, you know, making sure that you're building uh, the organization back up in the correct way um, so that when you do get the injection of youth, you know, they're coming into a, a stable and, and good environment. You know, again, you, you want these, these top highly rated prospects, uh, you know, to come into a system that will, um, you know, accentuate their best features. Um, and you know that's that's really starts with tomorrow. You know, showing a good, putting a good game against Philly, and um, and again, good fundamentals. Uh, as far as where you can find me, you can use my first name. That's E R I K, last name L A N D I, across all of the social media garbage. And for everybody at Teal Town USA, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Thank you so much, and we will see you after tomorrow's game against the Flyers. Check out AJ and crew. Have a great one, everyone.